I suppose you could call this an interesting study, this next topic, not a groundbreaking one, but the hygiene hypothesis is being questioned. Speaking of getting out in the garden, the hygiene hypothesis, as you probably know, is the idea that children need to be exposed to germs so they can develop healthy immune systems. So when your toddler turns over that snail shell in the garden that may have greeblies on it, greeblies not being a scientific term, so we'll say microbes. Uh, This is not necessarily a bad thing. The hypothesis came from German scientists back in the 1980s. They noticed that families with fewer children seem to have more allergic diseases. So overly sterile environments from sanitizing every surface in your house, for example, are not a great idea if the good bacteria we need um, are dealt to along with whatever bad bacteria are floating around. But this idea is being rethought at Sweden's Karolinska Institute, which is one of the leading medical universities in the, in the world. And we're joined by Dr. Jonathan Coquet, co-author of a new study on mice. Jonathan's an associate professor in the Department of Microbiology, uh, Tumor and Cell Biology. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Jim. Why did you set out to study these mice was it to question the hygiene hypothesis? Did you have doubts about it? Um, very good question, uh, right off the bat, Jim. Um, I've got a bit of a history of working with mice, so I've always had it in my mind that it, it could be a nice trick to be able to test this hypothesis in mice because a lot of the previous um, evidence that we have comes from human studies, uh, and they're typically what we call correlative or association studies, not all. Um, And so being someone that's used to working in these kind of mouse models, I thought we could develop a a nice controlled system to test this hypothesis in. I've got a few specific questions, of course, but you found what with the mice? They're standard mice that, that researchers tend to use and we tend to use very clean mice. Uh, that helps us in many ways. But So that was one of the groups. And then the other group is really specially tailored by my uh, collaborator, Stefan Rosshart, in Germany. Um, what he's done is he's given them loads of exposures to, to things you might find on farms. And, and so we know that they are exposed to and carry a lot of bacteria and viruses and things like that, especially in in the gut. Um, And so we thought maybe these mice, uh, if the hygiene hypothesis was right, would be protected uh, from developing allergic immune responses. So we tested some these mice against some allergens that that are typical in in the world. Uh, Probably the most typical one we used was house dust mite and we probably roll around with house dust mite in our beds Um, and what we found was that these mice generate very good responses to to this allergen uh, and to a couple of others Um, and so we didn't see a weakening of this allergic immune response. Anti-inflammatory responses evoked by good gut uh, bacteria weren't capable of switching off allergic immune mm. responses. I know a lot of effect from mice effects from mice studies are quite compatible with human effects. So where does that leave us with hygiene in our houses or dirtier lifestyles compared with super clean 
lifestyles. I mean, if broad exposure to microbes isn't necessarily a good thing, is it necessarily a bad thing? Yeah, um, and I'm not sure I can give you the perfect answer because we suspect that exposures might be good, but but we want those exposures to be the healthy exposures. And there are several viruses and things that, that we might get as pulmonary infections that will predispose us to asthma uh, in childhood and in later life. So um, it's really a balance. And the thing is, we haven't, we haven't worked it out, essentially. This hypothesis lingers on, and it has been doing so for 30, 35 years, and we can accumulate evidence. Um, but it, we're at the stage where we're, we're still not very close to coming with um, fruitful microbial interventions for the human population that we know are, are going to work. This is probably a tough question, but knowing what you do now about the hygiene hypothesis, would that change the way you let your own children be exposed, for example? I wouldn't say it would for me personally. I'm living in Copenhagen and we would say that we're pretty blessed um, to have typically very good hygiene standards around and not a lot of uh, the same infectious diseases that still linger in other countries uh, and other continents of the world. Mm. And so for me, yeah, it has been tempting in the past to say, um, or, you know, let kids play in the dirt. Um, and what I think is, well, I'm not sure it would make much of a difference. No, but it might if you weren't living in Copenhagen, if you were living in a third world exactly, country. Exactly, yeah. yeah okay. And then I, I might be a bit more careful. What about people, um, Jonathan, with inflammatory diseases like endometriosis and inflammatory bowel disease and rheumatoid arthritis and asthma that you mentioned? Attempts, I yep. think, attempts, I think, are being made now to treat these conditions with experimental infections. What progress is being made? It's been a bit tricky because because some parasites um, have been shown to have you know a potential uh, anti-inflammatory function, but those have been very difficult because parasites are, are also dangerous. Uh, and the dosing is is a critical point. So from my knowledge of, of those trials, they haven't been terribly successful. These are early phase sort of clinical trials. The jury's still very much out on some of the trials that have been started in these inflammatory conditions you're talking about. So the kind of general cure that we hope for from these kinds of studies, it's elusive, isn't it? It's still a probably a long time away that will succeed. Um, yes, but, you know, we can't discount that there are breakthroughs that occur. Uh, and it wasn't so long ago that cancer immunotherapy, which is maybe an area you've covered as well, um, was felt the same way, felt like, oh, we weren't getting anywhere. And then you have a breakthrough around 2010, and within the space of 10 years, um, really you, you've changed uh, the, the treatment uh, of many types of cancer. And so I can't discount that we will hopefully, and I hope that we will have something in this space that, 
that really breaks through and leads to you know a revolution in in these kinds of therapies because i think there is potential well that's encouraging and a fairly trivial question to ask last although not trivial for the people concerned all the people in the world who are you know super clean freaks and who've read about the necessity of getting your hands dirty getting out in the garden and so on Mm-hmm. Um, especially with their children, they can relax a bit in terms of wanting hygiene inside the home. They're not necessarily doing themselves any harm. Um, they're not necessarily, but um, I'd say it's good to get outside, uh, get some sun and eat well, um, <clears throat> and um, stay tuned for more news. <laughs> stay tuned for more news, exactly. Good of you to give us your time of an evening, Jonathan. Thank you very much for chatting with us. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for the opportunity to talk.